Super Talk Mississippi media production. State Treasurer David McRae is returning record amounts of money to Mississippians, whether it's through the College and Career Savings Program or the millions in unclaimed money awaiting your claim. Treasurer David McRae says get your application and claims today. Treasury.ms.gov. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the stories straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way, their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. Ain't no worries, it's how life goes. In a Mississippi Minute. That's right. Happy Father's Day all today on In a Mississippi Minute. Continuing our Father's Day extra, extra. Read all about it as we roll into the weekend. Is my other life mentor. He grew up in Greenville, Mississippi, as I did. And as a kid, worked at the family movie theaters. Was the first graduate of St. Joseph High School in Greenville, which is uh, at the time was called St. Rosalama. A Notre Dame graduate, served in the Air Force, found his lady, and he would spend the rest of his life with, my mom, made and raised five very different children, and the coolest side note, opened the first legal liquor store in Mississippi, the Jigger and Jug. Come on. that was a, It's got a landmark sign there now, which also became the inspiration song and title track to my latest record I wrote after coming back home uh, to drive him mad. I could go on and on about the love and admiration I have for this man. Please welcome to In a Mississippi Minute, my dad, Joe Azar Sr. Hello, Dad. Hey, how you doing? Good, good. Uh, what's going on at the house over there? Well, mine's ordered some, uh, something from a catalog, which he usually does, <laughs> and um, get a good discount, and we're having a cup of coffee. Have you been to Mass yet? For all you guys yeah, out there, my parents go to We go every day and... Every day. And keep the Lord in the midst of everything we're doing so that he can guide us and take care of our family. Well, he, he has to do that little extra guiding with me as a kid. So that's uh, as one of your children. Uh, so. that, that, no, no, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> it, it was great. It was great. Okay, so, Dad, all right. So we're going to do the talking about growing up in Greenville. You know, there's a resurgence downtown. We got things happening. We're really working on. Uh, I remember you showing me pictures of downtown Greenville. Uh, when just cars lined up, you know, back in the 60s, and just the whole Main Street and, and Washington Avenue just packed. Sort of growing up as a kid, and, uh, I mean, what was it like? Could you sort of see into the future as, as being in the real estate business, uh, you know, sort of what was to come? You know, it was funny. When we was coming up, we were a little bit different from the way y'all were. We didn't even think about, well, what college are we going to or, uh, when we graduate, or what are we going to do? In other words, uh, we just live life, so to speak. Leisurely. That's my mom, everybody. Yeah. Kicking never in on Father's Day. Hello, Mama. Yeah, never had a lot of pressure put on us that I think young people have now. You know, uh, it's just really difficult uh, 
getting your kids ready for college right now and the cost of it. They say it, it, it just seems to be out of whack. I don't yeah. know. I don't know how. I don't know how y'all do it. <laughs> well, let me tell you how we do it. I, I, we just had uh, proms. We had two proms for uh, our daughter Cecilia, your granddaughter Cecilia, and uh, I, I went shopping with her and to to no avail in Fayetteville, Arkansas, for about four hours, and then came home, and then all of a sudden they're ordering stuff, and they're going. I mean, there's dresses everywhere, and just the just the going through that was like I got tired, you know, and so. Uh, it's just those little things that, you know, expectations as a kid. You're right. I mean, I think even in my time, uh, it was, uh, we were a little looser as well, you know, and now there's just, there's a lot of stuff. We have attained and acquired a lot of stuff. And when you get stuff, you got to hold on to it, uh, in the eyes of society. So let's forget talking about that. Take me back to be growing up as a kid and your family, uh, in Greenville, uh, and I want to hear about the movie theaters. Take me back to growing up as a kid in Greenville and your family businesses and especially the movie theaters and you, you participating in working. You know, what was it like to grow up in the Azar household? Well, I, I can remember when my dad uh, opened the first theater. It was really, uh, you know, at that time, uh, it was an African-American theater and it was called the Lincoln Theater. It was one block off of Washington Avenue. It's his first movie was with Bing Crosby, Pennies from Heaven. And they got on top of the uh, the sign, and they threw pennies out. And and people, get, I think it costs uh, 25 cents for adults and 15 cents for children to go to, to, go to the theater. Wow. And this was just uh, prior to World War II. When World War II came, you know, everything changed. But ironically... What was so unusual about it is all up and down North Street, that was a, a street which was right off Washington Avenue, they had all these blues uh, places right next to my dad. He probably had two or three, and all these were famous blues singers, which really they weren't acknowledged as much back then and uh, as they are now. So ironically, all up and down that street, it was about two blocks from Nelson where the other theater was, the Hall of and I remember when my dad opened it, he almost went broke because the other guy was on Nelson, and uh, he almost didn't make it. But it ended up that he bought the other man's business. And then World War II started. And I'm going to tell you, uh, on Friday and Saturday night, uh, it would just be jam-packed. I mean, b- because I had all these blues places up and right. down North Street. It, so it was... It was uh, because the music was around you, did you understand the greatness that was sort of, you know, that was just surrounding you, or was it just sort of like a matter of fact because you were always in the middle of it? Ironically, they there was a movie station, and I might be drifting off to places right. I don't need to be. But My listeners know. There was a WJPR was a radio station downtown. Ironically, I sang a song, and I wish I could remember the name of the song, because it was a, a Western song. And I sang, and they, every Saturday they would let uh, young young people go down and sing on the uh, radio. And I sang a song on the radio. And then I remember, and this is sort of skipping over, I remember my dad had, uh, other than the movies, he'd have a stage show. And I remember he brought these people there one time, and it was a bunch of kids. It was like five kids playing guitars and singing. In other words, were they local? 
uh, no, they were from out of town. And so I told my dad, I said, I want to go with you. You don't even know this. I've never told you all this. Well, yeah, I've already learned that. I've already learned that you sang on stage. I never knew that. So my listeners, you guys, I'm you were heard it first as well as me. So keep going. So what were you saying? I'm sorry. I I told him. I said, uh, I want to. I want to join this band and go with them. (laughs) And of course, that was absurd. My mom and dad weren't going to let me go. And uh, I think my voice was much better then because I think I have the worst voice in the family. I'm not a singer. Uh, You got all your singing uh, from your mother because she has a beautiful voice. And uh, so that, sort of, that was sort of a, a stupid tale of mine. I was, Boy Scouts were real important back in those days, and that was, that was a, a real important thing for all of us. And uh, All right, so how was Greenville? Was it like popping? Every, every, every uh, Steve, I wanted to tell you, every Saturday yeah. we would get on a truck and we would go around that World War II had started. We would go around town getting paper. People would put their paper on the curb, and we'd get these papers and throw them in the truck. We did that, and we looked forward to doing it, you know. Uh, yeah. And most of them were Boy, Boy Scouts, because that was all, all about the only thing we could do. And the YMCA was here, and, and uh, we would uh, go down and play sports there. We would play uh, basketball and other sports there. But, uh, and swim, and I learned to swim at the YMCA. Ironically, in learning to swim, the Y would make us shower before we got in the pool. It was an inside pool, and the men would, the boys would sh- uh, swim in the pool, and then the girls would swim at a different time in the pool. And, and we wore no clothes. They wouldn't even let you wear clothes. That is crazy. I wouldn't have got in that pool. Are you kidding me? <laughs> freaking wild. Know, hey, crazy. hey, you think you think times are wild now? What the heck was going on back in the in the forties? <laughs> all right, Dad. So wait a minute. That's a little too much information for all of us. I love it. We've had, with people are, uh, are are wrecking right now on the highways. Okay, so look. So tell me uh, the theaters. Just you used to talk about how you would go down the aisle like at a football game and sell popcorn. And drinks. Well, I, I think I invented this when I was in high school. I said, "I said, Dad, let me um, carry some popcorn and and candy and cold drinks, you know, that, down the aisle, and and let me see if I can sell something." Well, so I got me a, a box of uh, candy and a few bags of popcorn. Started walking down the aisle. Before I got three rows, three or four rows, because the store, the shows were jam packed back in those days. Right, it was the thing and to do, right? Before I got three or four rows down, I would have sold out all my stuff. So my dad uh, picked up on it, and he had three young men that worked for him. One would be cold drinks, and one would sell popcorn, and one would sell candy. And it was ironical. Could you imagine being in a movie theater with one guy saying, cold drinks, popcorn, (laughs) candy? They were chanting it out. Like being in the library, you go, shh, shh. So I would think, my dad really did good with this over the years through World War II and everything. But I said it was probably the only place in the United States that had anybody hollering and yelling all during the theater, you know, popcorn, yeah. coffee, drink. That's wild. We're in a Mississippi minute. I'm interrupting my dad, which I don't get to do often. Happy Father's Day. Dad, I love you. We'll be right back. Feeling down? 
Here's your prescription for a daily dose of good news and positive vibes. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Every afternoon, Rebecca highlights all the good things happening right here in the state you call home. Daily exposure to good things with Rebecca Turner may cause smiling, feelings of positivity, happiness, and even laughter. When you experience these symptoms, tell your friends to listen. Okay. Weekdays starting at 2 p.m. here on Super Talk Mississippi and now on Amazon Alexa devices. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Steve Azar. We are back in a Mississippi Minute. All 60 of them. That is how we roll. We roll, we roll. So, Dad, you're my, I'm talking to my father's Happy Father's Day. Joe Azar Sr., uh, raised in Greenville, Mississippi, like I was. And then we got to move our kids back at the back half of their you know, 15, 13, and 10 of being born and raised in Nashville and, and getting to come home and, and get what we both got, Dad, which was this incredible uh, ability to uh, to be around uh, this great art that we have down here. You know, I always think of Jim Henson. And Jim Henson and the Muppets says it all. If somebody goes, what's great about the Delta? I'll just say that, and it'll stop because the world knows Ernie and Bert. You know, I mean, it's just crazy. So you grew up around all these great artists. Was Elvis hanging out? Was Charlie Pride? Was Conway Twitty? Was B.B. King? Albert King? I mean, all these guys. William Alexander Percy. Did you did you know the greatness that was around you? I know we talked about it earlier. We didn't touch on it enough. I, I want to know if you're just kind of riding down the street and you see them and you you didn't go, wow. Or was it just a matter of fact, like I said? No, we really didn't realize what we had in our hands. But I can remember one time being in Clarksdale, and this was before I met Mom, even. And I had gone, they used to have at the uh, City Auditorium downtown, they used to have a band in there. And all the young people would go uh, to to dance and listen to the musician. And I was there one time, and Elvis Presley was playing. And I went in there, and I thought he was great and everything, but, I mean, we really didn't didn't pay a lot of attention to him. Everybody was dancing and carrying on, and it just, he wasn't famous then, but he he became famous, you know, afterwards. That is just wild. I love hearing that story. I can remember doing that. And all of the blues singers, I don't mean to hop back to North Street and Nelson, but they would be up and down that street. I mean, it would be seven or eight blues clubs up and down that street and they would be singing some of them would be ladies and always busy i mean just jam yeah tell me the name of all the theaters you had the lincoln you had the harlem you had the, the rex the, the rex. rex and the azar was right across from where planters banks is now right now and it was jc penny's for a while and then a church bought it and it backs up to our catholic church uh you know yes yeah, right yeah. on the corner there Okay, what about the lake? Was that as well? The lake? Uh, no, the lake was another theater which we all went to. It was at the end of Washington Avenue. And uh, we'd go there, but really the theater that we had that was magnificent, and it's a shame that they ever tore it down, was the Paramount Theater. And uh, it was a fabulous show. It was an old time. It was big. It was had three stories. Uh, and it, it, it was really... Uh, phenomenal situation. It's just amazing that we have one theater now and we had all those theaters back then. I know there weren't a gazillion screens there, but just, just, all right, we'll move on from theater, the theater business. Uh, I I feel like I understand it now 
clearly? Well, I want to correct something you said one right. time. Go ahead. Uh, on, uh, I think I've, I've listened to all your shows. You said something relating to how you were talking about your music and everything. And we gave all of our children music lessons of some type of the other. And I remember I had clarinet. Uh, I, I learned to play clarinet. This nun taught me how to play a clarinet when I was young. So we, we believed in that. But you were the only one out of the five kids that picked up on it. And the one thing Mom and I remember is you took a lesson or two, maybe, and you wrote a song. It was it was phenomenal. And you started writing songs when you were how old was Steve about eleven or twelve years old. So and you and you picked up on on the, on the guitar right it's Dad's away. Dad's assistant it was, right there, my mom. Like it was a God given situation. Well, I fell in love with I it. It was easy. It was easy for me. I, you know, you had postmen behind the liquor store, and I want to spend time talking about the innovation and the innovativeness of you uh, having the first illegal liquor store in Mississippi. Because back there was Eugene Powell, was was postmen, was you know, they come after the day, and and so let's move on. Well, I can't go to the liquor store just yet because we got. I think I want to keep it chronological and keep it linear. Let's go real quick. How'd you end up going to Notre Dame? In those days, not too many people thought about where they was going, and I really thought I was going to Ole Miss, to be honest with you. And no particular reason, just uh, I had that in my mind, you know. Right. And, and and my mom and uh, Monsignor um, that was here at the time, they came to me and they said, uh, where are you going to school? Because mom used to do a lot of church work and dad. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so they said, where, where, where are you going to school? And we, I said, uh, I don't know. I might have said Ole Miss. I'm not sure. And they said, well, uh, would you like to go to Notre Dame? And I said, yes, just like that. <laughs> I mean, just really, I didn't I didn't know where Notre Dame for sure was on my map. And I went there, and I was going to be in the Navy ROTC. And when I got there, they said, you don't have this particular math course. I said, well, look, I wrote, and y'all accepted me. So I ended up in the Air Force ROTC, which I was glad I did, and uh, uh, it, it was great. Now, did you room with your Heisman Trophy? Well, Notre Dame, for everybody that doesn't know, you know, it, there's the love-hate thing out there, but the, the coolest thing about Notre Dame, I think, and I, I just recently uh, uh, interviewed Tom Thayer, and people are going to hear that. You know, We obviously played for the Bears. Freddie, my brother, you know, your son, or my brother, Freddie's roommate at Notre Dame, uh, an incredible football player, but they all room together so there were no athletic dorms and they're still not correct i mean so you roomed with johnny latner is that right uh no i didn't room with him but we were both in the air force ROTC. Ah, okay okay and we went out to where texas a&m Bryan air force base texas is where we were and we stayed out there and he stopped back by my house and you know visited and we never will forget forget him because he ate I could I could write a book on that. He he ate two uh, big T-bone steaks like it wasn't nuts. <laughs> you know, it's funny when I was talking to Tom uh, there. He was I was telling him about I watched in awe how they ate two of everything. So the and, tradition. And ironically, <laughs> you got to be friends with him. Well, it's crazy. Well, so everybody, listen. This is a small world. This is exactly how small it is. When Gwen and I were getting married the night, we got married the night of the Miami Hurricane, Notre Dame, 
you know, Catholics versus convicts, huge rival. Y'all were so upset at us. Freddie was upset. Joe, everybody's upset. They got headphones on and all this. And and of all the people, Gino Toretta, we were getting, you know, Notre Dame, Notre Dame was getting torched. And uh, which is good that y'all didn't get to watch it because y'all have been kicking the TV and throwing stuff at it. But the crazy thing is this. Gino Toretta, of all people, becomes a good friend of mine from these charity events. I end up doing his charity event. And Gwen and I are about to go in waiting in line to get to the bar. And he, we see this man with a Notre Dame. Uh, it was, uh, it wasn't Akron. It was somewhere in Ohio uh, where he had the alumni shirt on. And so Toledo, Notre Dame, or Toledo. And so we go, oh, he, he goes, why don't you guys go in front? And I said, thank you. And started talking to him. I said, uh, now, did you go to Notre Dame? He goes, yeah. And he goes, when were you there? I, uh, I, he said, 53. I graduated 53. I said, my dad would graduate in 54. And he goes, well, who's your dad? And I said, Joe Azar. He goes, Joe Azar, I remember Joe. It's exactly how he said it. He goes, I remember going to Alabama. Was it losing? I said, no, no, Mississippi. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to Arkansas to get beer. And we come back over. And I remember my head hitting the top of his ceiling where he's, where the rooms were. And I went, who are you? And he goes, I'm Johnny Latner. And I said, man, I've heard stories about you. And that that ceiling was the same one I was raised in. You know, as we live our life, Dad, it's just amazing how the circle continues. And it just, everything's so related. It's like you're, you're living this part of your life. And 40 years later, you'll run into it again with all these different people and connections. It's just a beautiful thing. It's almost like it's all planned out. And we're just sort of uh, a passenger in the car, you know? And I think you said, I don't know if you said it or not, but you know, he won the Heisman's Trophy. Right. And, and if ever a man deserved his team, I was manager for a while on the football team that he was on. And let me tell you, I mean, he was an enormous man. And, he, and you know, back then, a freshman couldn't play football. But he would run through the line, and wherever he ran through at Notre Dame, this is playing against his own people. It would be blood because this man was the most powerful man, and he could punt a ball. And it wasn't uh, he, he punted in uh, 60, 65 you know yards down the field. Yeah. Okay. He, he was just an unbelievable athlete. Yeah. Well, I had to quit being doing that because I had to study, and, and it took too much of my time. So right. I had to study. <laughs> I would like yeah, to say no. that I t- it took a lot of my time, but I think I actually uh, played music, had fun, played a lot of sports at Delta State, and uh, we were we felt like we were playing for every state title there was back then. <laughs> Obviously, we weren't. Yeah. All right, Dad, Mississippi being the birthplace of American music, we've talked about a couple of these guys. You get to lead us into the break with either Charlie Pride or Elvis Presley. Pick it. Elvis Presley. You're going yeah, Elvis Presley. All right, well, make it good, Will, back in the studio. You're in a Mississippi Minute. I'm Steve Azar with my dad. It's Father's Day weekend for all you guys out there. Happy Father's Day, uh, and uh, I'm a father, so happy Father's Day to me. We'll be right back. You know, I saw Uncle John with ball head side. He saw him maybe coming, and he ducked up in the alley. It's 
easier than ever to hear Super Talk anywhere. Now you can get Super Talk Mississippi on Amazon Alexa devices. Just go to supertalk.fm slash Alexa to find out more. For news, politics, sports, and the good things happening in Mississippi, the conversation starts here. Hey, I'm Billy Kinder, host of Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. You can hear the show Saturday afternoons 1 until 3 right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Gary Klein and Kelly Jordan are our pros from the Bassmaster Elite Series. Mr. Whitetail Larry Wysoon takes care of all of our big game needs. Plus, Tom Dockin and Ronnie Smith will help you build a better bird dog. Not to mention the fact that we just have a whole heck of a lot of fun with a lot of great guests. I hope you'll be a regular. Hey, we'll see you in the camp house this Saturday at 1 on Super Talk Mississippi. Down, 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 down at the liquor store. Shorty used to sweep the floor. Chew to death that cheap cigar and walk your whiskey to the car. He dust off every bottle until each one shined. I still recall his small ball head and his big white buckshot night. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Johnny Lee was short, his wife, she raised me most my life. I'm Steve Azar, we're on Mississippi Minute, is a Father's Day extravaganza. I've got two, and they're very, very wonderful men in my life. I've been blessed uh, to learn and to be mentored and uh, to even come, if I could even come close to being the human beings that they are and the compassion that they have for others i'd be on a roll uh i'm nothing close uh, but dad let's talk about meeting mom mom for everybody out there i think had aspirations of becoming a nun but you can't have kids if you're gonna be a nun <laughs> okay so she was in new orleans in college and all that so how did you guys meet and was it love at first sight or you know give me the rundown you know were there other men in her life other women in yours i want to know the skinny well, we met in, in Clarksdale, Mississippi, and we met at a dance, and, and I had a date with a girl from Vicksburg, and, and uh, she dated a boy from Greenville, but we did, we got together, I think we just hit it off right from the beginning, and we danced together all night, just me and her. I think her date sort of got upset over it, and so did uh Fight break out? Did you get in a fight? Yeah, yeah because we, we danced. And I guess my date got oh, upset yeah. too because I never—I don't even think I danced with her. And then I remember we went to a carnival together in, in Clarksdale uh, uh, about a week later. And walking out of that place, I, I fell in love with your mother. And I, of course, I had just graduated from Notre Dame, and she had just graduated from Clarksdale High School. And that was the beginning of it. And uh, we could write a book on it from there on. I mean, what what transpired, you know, from there till the time we got married. So, it, I I don't think that would be. Uh, going to, we only have a Mississippi. We only have a Mississippi minute. It's going to take longer. <laughs> hey, so Dad, so Mom, for our listeners, Mom grew up on Highway 61 for a while while she was younger, in a grocery store. Uh, at the top of it and lived in it and uh, we obviously got to spend time as kids going in there and driving our grandfather nuts because we would raid the candy aisles and the and go back there and eat hot dogs I mean we just tore the store apart uh, but but obviously moved out of that house and Papa ended up becoming really successful both both our both our my grandfathers worked hard and it paid off but her cousin her first cousin's Abe's barbecue so if you've ever been to the crossroads as they call it uh, there's many places that claim the crossroads, Dockery Farms. I mean, there's other places, but 
But the sign sits there, Highway 61, 49, split the crossroads, and that's where Abe's Barbecue is. So if you're in Mississippi, you know who it is, and especially North Mississippi. But, but people like Paul Simon and Elvis Costello and so many people, Robert Plant, they've all gone there and they eat there like it's uh, – like it's this religious but anyway everybody gets goes crazy because they think this is where robert johnson actually sold his soul and maybe it was or maybe he never sold his soul and maybe it was a fictitious thing but it's a great story so mom grew up in clarksdale dad grew up in greenville you get married and you're playing golf and your your game is good and you all of a sudden end up with five kids and you decided that i can't do this anymore i gotta go to work well i did but uh my business, my insurance business was very successful, but it was a, uh, it, I, I can't explain why I got out of the business. Uh, I did sell it to uh, uh, some men here, and it, it still exists. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know? Wow. And, uh, but, uh, You've been in real estate your whole, basically your whole, since then, right? You've developed houses all over town. You've brought in businesses. You've brought in restaurants. Helped bring Walmart. I mean, you've done all this stuff to help Greenville well, along the way. I've watched well, you I, develop this town. I was blessed, and I thank God for it. And uh, I also thank God for the other man that you're going to interview, Charles Nabos, because uh, in meeting him, I, I met a really great man. Oh, and yeah. I like to say that. And uh, a great Christian man and, and uh, from a great family. Right. And him and his wife. And uh, you, you did a, a, a great Great job bringing his his daughter into our life oh, and yeah. his family. Oh, I know. I over we, we, over we a lot about myself there. Uh, that was one of those things where I out, out what do you call it? Out kicked the coverage or whatever. Hey, so Dad. All right. So first legal liquor store in Mississippi. I love this story because I finally wrote the record and the song that was my life story. Right. And what in the heck? You know, all my friends say that if you had the first... Well, I, do want to, I do want to tell you this. You probably don't even know this. Go ahead. But when I was in the Air Force, uh, the guys that I was in there with were all thinking about, well, what am I going to do when I get out of the Air Force? And then uh, the war was over. And um, so uh, when, I, when I was in there, I used to write letters to all of the wine and liquor distributors because I made my mind up, didn't tell anybody this, that they, they were going to legalize liquor in the state of Mississippi. And in 1966, they did, August of that year. But I was planning on being a wholesaler. I never even had the first thought about being a retailer. And so when the state took it over, I was dumbfounded by it. Because, because the I ABC a, took it over, right? So you, you couldn't be... They were right. let me represent them, right. you know. Right. I mean, I think we went to Memphis and we looked at the stores there, and they and they were self service stores, and and the, and most of the places here were were, boot, were bootleg situations that was legal illegal, all right, call. illegal and illegal, and 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 they handed the stuff across the counter, and some of them came to me when I opened the store and said, "You can't do that. You know, they'll come in and take you." I said, "I'm going to do it." I'm going to do it just like it is in Memphis. So I set it up, and the guy from Jackson came in. He looked at our store, and he went back and opened a similar store. So right. we feel like we set the precedent on how well, there, the store There's a landmark store. sign there now and uh, for people that are driving down Highway 182, Highway 82, and it's uh, it's pretty cool to see you know your name on this Mississippi historic landmark now all you know a lot of my friends growing up I need to go ahead and fess up a little bit 
said, if your dad had the first illegal liquor store in Mississippi called the Jigger and Jug, by the way, that's pretty dang poetic. I think I got my poetic license from you. But uh, they said, did, did he was he running an illegal like steal before that? You know, it's a big joke. No, I, well, we didn't. <laughs> we weren't in it in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, I know. <laughs> As I eat my Skittles and drink my coffee, that's what I'm doing right now. And uh, we're, so uh, we are uh, at Father's Day. I'm talking to Joe Azar Sr., my dad. It's Father's Day weekend, so happy Father's Day to everybody out there that um, that do their job right uh, and that give their kids all the attention that they need and teach them compassion and the act of giving. So, Dad, St. Jude. Let's talk about St. Jude. Big, big deal in you and Mom's life. Uh, Freddie serves, uh, I think, on the board. Is that right? Because I'm getting all my facts. Every every show I get something wrong and my guest says, no, that's not right. Our brother Freddie is a doctor. He's the chief of staff at Campbell. He's the overachiever in the family. Steve, your sister was Miss St. Jude. In other words, we 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 did what you're doing now. We raised money, you know, for charity. We raised it for St. Jude. Your sister, uh, we used her as a leverage. She became Miss St. Jude in the United States at back then. Right. Uh, we got to meet and Danny Thomas. Raised more money than anybody else did in you right. know, across the country. Yeah, well, it's amazing. Well, I know that they played a big part in our lives, and obviously, Vicky had a thyroid situation that they detected and figured it out, and then obviously, Labana, I guess, did the work, right? Right. Uh, what was that doctor's name? His name was uh, Doctor Eldoff. He had a he had a group there. And he took care of our daughter all the way through college. Every year we'd go there once a year, and he'd check wow. on her. And he wrote a book. I think he wrote a book about her, you know. Uh, because wow. young children, there was only like males, said there was like five children in the United States hmm. that had a, a, had a thyroid problem. And, and they're the ones that recommended she had it removed when she was a little child. Well, you know that that girl that you're talking about, my older sister, Vicky, for people out there that have older sisters, she used to come take my checkbook, take my car. It was so clean. She'd bring it back with McDonald's stuff. My parents thought I was spending all this money, and it was Vicky, my sister, who says, don't you tell mom and dad. And I, so I didn't. So I'm, I'm, I'm breaking it all out right now. If Vicky's listening, I actually spent no money in college, and she spent all of that and more. So just FYI, I also gave her a grade point, I think, to help her graduate. So I think she owes me. Just, just you know, that's part of the deal. We're in a Mississippi Minute. Happy Father's Day. Dad, I love you. We'll be right back. Lord, look what Mr. Shandon did. Daddy held his baby brother to his broke chest. While big brother Joe cleaned up the mess. The jigger and jug, the scars, the history. And first legal liquor joining Mississippi. Now stands one of them landmark signs where you can get a tattoo. Instead of your wine. Feeling down? Here's your prescription for a daily dose of good news and positive vibes. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Every afternoon, Rebecca highlights all the good things happening right here in the state you call home. Daily exposure to good things with Rebecca Turner may cause smiling, feelings of positivity, happiness, and even laughter. When you experience these symptoms, tell your friends to listen. Okay. Weekdays starting at 2 p.m. here on Super Talk Mississippi and now on Amazon Alexa devices. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. 
I'm Steve Azar. We are back in a Mississippi Minute. I'm talking to my father's Happy Father's Day, Joe Azar Sr. I want to hear about the disintegrating chicken story. That you driving? How many? How fast were you driving from the Gulf Coast? Well, you had the red car. What was it? Give me the scoop. Oh no, no, no! That, that's a horrible. I don't want anybody to even think. Well, are you done? You can't get in trouble. The statute laws, you know, limitations has already gone by. You got to tell everybody. Well, well, my mom and dad bought me a car when I graduated, and it was a. And all they bought was Chrysler, and, and that's all. And uh, and they bought me this car, and it wasn't it wasn't for a young man. It was uh for old old folks. So I was in the Air Force, and uh, I traded my car in here with Chad Oxton, who lives right down the street from me right now. I traded my car in. I bought a car that was on the cover of Time magazine. It was a red, white, and black of course you did. New it was a beautiful car. I love that. And that's what I did every Saturday when I was in the Air Force. I'd, I'd, I'd do what you do, clean your car from A to Z and polish it. In fact, if you sit in the, in the car, you would slip out. Uh, that's where I, I got it from. So, you, so you're driving down the highway. How fast are we going? I hate to say how fast I was going, but I did hit up. I hit something, and it disintegrated. I was going that fast. <laughs> But I wasn't married then, and I didn't have a family. It was just me. And I remember I used to could drive from Biloxi to Greenville in three hours and a half. Okay, well, then we are. The statute of limitations has just been broken. I'm calling the governor. I'm calling this <laughs> Department of Transportation, MDOT, all my friends, uh, and uh, tell them that we're gonna. you may have some people show up at your door. <laughs> three and a half hours. Okay, Dad, I didn't even know cars went that fast back then. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. Okay. So growing up, all my buddies, another thing they said was they called my dad the health man. So dad had alcohol in the car. He believes in keeping his hands really sanitary. Uh, I want to know uh, where in the heck all that came from. Well, it came from you, as a matter of fact. Oh. I don't even I'm always to blame. What happened is you had a, a nausea and situation, and the doctor told me, it Murphy told us that, uh, that uh, it, it could have been from the ditch that, the, that we had a ditches by these ditches by. Did y'all give me uh, bass in the ditch? Do I need to know something about no, this? No, but y'all used to go <laughs> play in it and everything. Oh yeah, and and he started talking about cleanliness and this that, and other, and, I, and so from then on, I mean, I kick a bottle of alcohol with me everywhere I go. Oh yeah. It makes sure my kids wash their hands and uh Yeah. And I freaked out it. still to this day, just so everybody'll know. Like being on the tour bus, I mean I wash my hands two thousand times. Well, I washed well, the I washed my fingerprints off, I think. You think were of, really sick when you was two. And my years DNA. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you I was sick and y'all had surgery. I had surgery and they realized they didn't have to have surgery, so they had to cut me open again well, because they tied my intestines together. I mean I'm all scarred up by for no reason at all. Yeah, yeah. But That's but awesome. thank God the Lord took care of you and, and got you here for us and many people. Yeah, so it was been, it's, it's been a blast so far. <laughs> hey, all right, so, Dad, we're, talk, we're talking about that. So uh, the greatest saying, uh, my memory of you, is when we, had, when we had football and basketball games and playing baseball and all that was you said one time to my buddy Jimmy, Jimmy Lang, and you go, Hey, Jimmy, y'all got a game tonight? Who y'all playing? Hope y'all win. It was all in one statement. Y'all drink plenty of Gatorade, y'all hydrate. So what in the heck happened to me with my voice? I fast talk. I got to slow myself down. And you're like just laid back, 
you sound almost, you know, the Mississippi Southern, really slow. What happened to me? The good Lord, did nothing happened. The good Lord gave you a beautiful voice <laughs> and, and, and uh, the ability to do what you're doing, and we're proud of that. Let me tell you what, it's been an honor being your kid. And uh, obviously, I know that when you and mom found out that we were the ones moving home, that you like it was like the the last straw. Like of all the kids, I'm, I make the joke for everybody, so I'm joking. I hope I'm joking. That well, we didn't think you. We did think you. You probably would be the last one to move home, but we're so thankful that you all y'all did move here, and because we thought your business, your singing business, took you all over the country. And nobody, we didn't think anybody left Nashville, but a, a lot of artists. Oh, I wonderful. left it. I left it, and I left it just in time because you can't you can't go from point A to B uh, in in less than an hour now, much less point A to Z. It takes a day. So there, uh, I got out of that traffic. Although in the real estate business that you're in, uh, I probably shouldn't have sold my house until now. <laughs> so the five acres and all that. But hey, it's what it is, and uh, and it's a blessing to be back and around the block from you. And I can't thank you enough for being my dad and being the dad that you are and uh, and putting up with me growing up and always being a great mentor, like I said. And it just and thanks yeah, for being on my radio show. You are a great dad, too. I love you, buddy. Are y'all go get my – everybody, I just want everybody to know, they're about to go get in the pool, and they're just going to sit there and just kind of float. Am I right? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. All right. Go get your, go get your floaties on. That's the whole reason. Stay, but we do it for medicinal reasons. We got y'all mom Mother's Day and Father's Day present coming in. Mom's Day is late. Father's Day uh, is uh, obviously upon us, and so you're going to get uh, uh, matching things that you can walk back and forth with to the pool. And that's all I'm going to say. I love you. We're Happy Father's Day. It's great enough for us. We don't need you. <laughs> all right, we'll forget that. All right, blessings, okay. baby. I'll see. I'll come over there and uh, check on you. I love you. Thank you. I love you. Bye. I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.